dealing with difficult clients. We all have them. We all know who they are. For some of us, we may be the difficult person in the transaction. But nonetheless, let's talk about dealing with difficult clients because we all face them all the time. So the first thing I think that you have to do, um, especially you should be doing this with every client that you have. But especially if you have any kind of indication that they are going to be difficult for us as agents, um, we have to set limits. There is a there is an art to controlling the client and getting in control and establishing control right away. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I had a Zillow lead and uh, ladies like, hey, I'm at this property. I you know would like to go in there. So I met there at the house and it became very apparent very quickly. All I was, was a super key. But I mean, I immediately lost control. I never even had control <laughs> and it was so, so bad. But we as, as agents, we're negotiators. Uh, and part of negotiating is negotiating our clients. And so we have to, we have to control them. And one of the best ways that you can do that is let you, you have to let them know who the expert is. You have to establish credibility. You have to tell them who you are, what you're able to do, tell them your experiences. Because when you establish credibility and you establish yourself as the expert, you're able to take control. But speaking of expectations, you have to establish the expectations on both sides up front. What can the client expect from you as the agent throughout the process? And you need to let them know what they should, what, what you're expecting from them them. Uh, set some guidelines and set some rules. And you have to, especially with difficult people, continually reminding them of the expectations. You have to understand, though, that the greatest tip that I ever got from one of my mentors in, in all my years of real estate, sometimes there is a time and a place to fire a client. It is okay to fire a client. If you can't ever get control and they're running you ragged and they're not showing you respect, Sometimes, Todd, it's just not worth the money. You're totally right. And, you know, we learned this a long time ago, obviously, but Michael Mayer wrote a book. It's called uh, The Seven Levels of Communication. And the whole purpose really behind Michael's book was that he wanted you to understand that you should be setting the client's expectations so that when you comply, when you finish doing what you're doing, you've met or exceeded those expectations, which then when it comes time for that testimonial or that referral or things of that nature, um, you know, the consumer has you top of mind because you said this was going to happen and you did that plus great example might be something just as simple as saying, hey, in a home inspection, you're going to get over 125 items that the inspector is going to find wrong with your home. And he's not bashing your home. There's probably only four to five items that are going to yeah, be important good. to you. You know, so when you get that, and then of course, when the consumer does, they're not offended by 120, either, either, like you said, both sides, either side is not offended. Yeah. So set those expectations. You have to set limits. You have to, you have to set limits. And, and again, it's okay to fire people. Um, I've, I've done it. And it can be some of the most, it's one of the most libera liberating feelings in the world because some people just, just, it's just not worth the time. Exactly. Number two, stay away from emotions, especially with difficult clients. You have to be aware of other people's emotions. You have to be aware, are they an emotional person? What type of emotions do they, do they show you? Do they wear their emotions on the sleeve? Because when people get emotional, um, you, it, you can't engage. Don't engage. That's where you lose control. That's where things get really out of hand. And always remember, you are the professional. 
Okay, the buyer, they're not professionals. They're buyers, they're sellers. Okay, they're clients. They don't they're not they don't have real estate licenses. You are the professional, so you have to avoid being emotional because you can't ever take back actions and words. And we see this all the time on Facebook with text messages. You say something verbal to a client, you get frustrated, you let them get the best of you. Maybe they're just having a bad day and you say something, you can't you you just can't take that back. And I and there's a lot of agents out there that have lost businesses lost business just because they couldn't control their emotions. And uh, my wife always has a, uh, my wife and I, we take, uh, when when we get upset with a company and we're about to make a phone call because they didn't do what they're supposed to do, we, we, we have two different approaches. I'm, I let them have it, you know? I mean, I, I, I let them have it. My wife gets more things done because she always operates under the under the guise of kill them with kindness. She is the, the kindest, sweetest person. Why she's married to me, who knows? But she is one of the, the kindest people that you'll ever meet. And she gets places with people. She's able to manipulate people. She's able to move people, clients in certain directions just by being kind. And, and you can't show your emotions and you can't get let the other person's emotions get you. And, and, and she's basically probably asking questions, Mike, finding out where they're coming from so that when she answers or requests, she's doing it in a manner that, as you said earlier, you know, you have to kind of understand their emotion a little bit. Where are they coming from? Uh, because that is really a negotiation uh, technique. In fact, there's a designation out there called the CNE, Certified Negotiation Experts, available in the marketplace. Uh, it's a great course. You should take it. There's, you know, show you the difference between a collaborative and a competitive relationship. Um, but you have two choices. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, do you wake up to have a bad day or do you wake up to have a great day? I think most of us wake up to have a great day. Yeah, it's everybody else that helps us have a bad one. Yeah, because it's I, I, before I go to bed, I check where I'm having lunch. Yeah, there so you, go. you know, and that determines what kind of day I'm gonna when I wake up. To my attitude. So in my so my point is, there's an, a poem out there called "Attitude" by Charles Swindoll, and the very second to last line is, "Life is ten percent what happens to us, and ninety percent how we choose to react to it." You know, that's a great point. I always, you know, being in the radio world, you know, we always cover these stories where. This group gets offended, and this person's offended, and this person's offended. Okay, being offended is a choice. Okay, I can't offend you. Okay, if you get offended over something I say or that do to you, choice. then you've chosen That's to right. be offended. Totally. So don't be offended. That's right. Okay, we, we live in this world where everybody's offended over everything. Just don't be offended. You know, you can't take things personal, especially to, from clients. We used to call that freedom of speech. But, uh. <laughs> and the nuclear option. <laughs> Bob said in the nuclear option if you didn't hear that. All right. And number three, focus on the solutions, not the problems. Negative people inherently focus on the problems. That's what makes them a negative person, and that's what makes them a difficult person. So as real estate agents, we always have to remember our, our job at its core is we are problem solvers. We are, we are trying to help buyers solve their real estate problems by finding the dream home, and the same thing with sellers. So focus always on how you can solve the problems by steering conversations towards the solutions. People get upset. There's a problem. You can, you can argue. You can debate, you can justify, or you can just show them this is the solutions. This is how we overcome the problem, and this is where we're going. This is how we're going to overcome the problem, and I'm going to be the person to help you do that. And and I think for a lot of us, I think we forget sometimes uh, because so many of us have been buying and selling homes for so many years, and we've sold hundreds and thousands of homes. But buying and selling a home is a big decision. Jeez. It's a huge decision. So think of yourself as 
the guide. Okay, you are guiding people through the process of buying and selling. And for some people, they haven't done it in a long time. For other people, this is the first time. And and, and as you know, Todd, in every transaction, problems are going to arise. Um, and 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 especially if you screw up and you you've created the problem. Don't again. Don't focus on justifying it and defending yourself. Focus on how you're going to fix the problem, because that's and an, at the end of the day, that's what people want. And if you focus on solving the problems, difficult people become easier to deal with. Yeah, obstacles are are is not a negative word. It's not a bad thing. I mean, these are just things that need to be overcome, and and that's what we do. And with a unemotional, clear head, we're in a position to better rethink and and think about those things. We always years ago we'd always say, you know, if you're going to bring to light an issue, bring with it a solution with what you think is a, a possible outcome. You can also do this with your clients by asking your clients, you know, okay, I understand that. What does that mean to you? How does that make you feel? How would you like to handle that? How would you like to overcome? You know, whatever that quote, those questions may be, because even if you elect with your experience to say to them that it should be handled differently than they may think. You've given them the opportunity to share what they had. That will allow them the opportunity to listen to what you have to say. So restate things, don't validate them. It's very difficult when you acknowledge a validation. If they say, oh, that other client's bad, blah, blah, blah. And you go, yeah, I know, but <laughs> you know that, that's all negative. Just like Mike, you were saying, it, you know, the best thing to do is just, just keep the emotions out of it, stay positive. Uh, and always be thinking about how can we resolve this situation uh, rather than the situation. See, and this is kind of what my accountant does to me every year. And and, and we're on to him now. 15 years, we're finally on to him. But it's always, uh, when he gets done with our taxes, it's always the worst case scenario. Okay, you owe the government $30,000. And we're like, what? And we freak out. My wife cries. We you know, and then he's like, oh, hold on for a second. So now he's put us in the position where we're completely depending on him to solve our problem. Now, granted, he created the problem, uh -huh. um, but now we're relying on him and we take comfort in him, you know, in, in what he can do for us. And that's what really people are looking uh, for us to do. And you mentioned about uh, bringing solutions. I, I was on a panel a couple months ago with a bunch of CMOs from around the country. And one of the one of the speakers, he says, you know, he's in charge of the marketing department of a multi-billion dollar company. And he said, nobody on his team's ever allowed, ever allowed to come to him with a problem without some options, without some solutions. I'm like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Well, that certainly answers number three. Yeah. All right. That's our three pack of the day.